Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, it's still early. We're going on number two. Number we don't two. have any alcohol. What's going on? Uh, we are recording on a weekend morning. Whoop, whoop. Trying to work on that backlog, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But quick shout out to the sponsors, High Peak Imagery. Thank you. Highpeaksimagery.com. If you want to take your small business marketing to another level, they can fly first-person drones through your establishment. Reach out to highpeaksimagery.com and set that up. They are a local small veteran-owned business. Thank you, High Peaks. Queen City Creative Works. Queen City Creative Works makes our personalized merchandise. Coasters, water bottles, bottle openers. Like here. Swing on over to QueenCityCreativeWorks.com, and you can pick up a couple merchandise items on their website, and they can ship it to you through USPS. Um, Queen City, thank you so much for your continued support. We appreciate it. And Addies, thank you so much for your logo. Uh, Last week, Derek, we talked about college and how uh, the generations are fighting within each other, which is very interesting to see, but eventually when uh, some, I don't know, whenever we have kids, uh, we're going to correct the ship. Because we're going to raise a you couple so. savages, you know? You hope so. So that's that's how that works. Um, and then today's useless fact. Go for it. A man named Jeff. My name is Jeff. Jeff Reitz. Reitz? Reitz. R-E-I-T-Z. Reitz. Yeah. He no, went to no Disneyland idea. in California every day for over eight years which was 2,995 consecutive days. He only stopped because of the pandemic. What? Yeah. 2,995 consecutive days of his life were spent at Disneyland. Did he work there? No. Why? Dude loves Disney, bro. No way. How much money would that be? A lot. Even with season passes, it's a lot of money. Unless you go there, don't eat, and just walk around. What are you going there for, though, every day? Disney- I would hate everybody. <laughs> Disneyland is not as big as Disney World. So you would literally, like, you can see everything about it in three days. Whereas in, like, yeah. Disney World, there's no, like, you need you need five days. Did this dude have a and, mental condition? And you park hop. No, he just loves Disney. There's no way. There's no, there's... There's no way. You there can is go a way. He literally every, did it. Well, I would want to know, like, average time spent. Are we talking he just wanted to keep his streak alive, so he went in there, got cotton candy, and left? Or are we talking Even still, he, he jumped on rides? That's like $15,000 in cotton candy. <laughs> per day. <laughs> you love Disney. How many times realistically could you, if you lived in Florida, how many times realistically could you go to Disney a year? If you live like close oh, to just it, just once a year, once a year. Plus, it's mad cheaper if you're a Floridian. 
That's what I'm saying. So yeah. even if you were down there. Yeah, I'd go once a year. Because I'm assuming he lived like next door. There's no way you're making a two-hour dr- trek every day. You have to be close. I mean, it's it's California traffic, so it's two hours regardless. Did he have kids? Is this like a weird pedophile I know. thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I read everything I know out loud. <laughs> There's got to be more to the story behind it. Like, his grandfather built Disney or something. I don't know. All we know is his name is Jeff. My name's Jeff Reitz. <laughs> Jeff Reitz Disneyland. Disneyland. See what comes up. Jesus. Ready to let go of Disney. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have another useless fact for you. He's got an you. Instagram page. I have another useless fact for you. Dude, he's a public figure. 27,000 followers on Instagram. He's got more than us. <laughs> well, of course. Just for going to Disneyland every day. <laughs> That's insane, dude. Why? Okay. Can I just say Jeff writes Disneyland? Why? Yeah. (laughs) All comes up, loves Disney. (laughs) Big Disney guy. (laughs) Air Force runner. Thank you for your service. Appreciate it. (laughs) Shut up. Every day for the past seven years. There has to be a reason why. Well, he hit eight, so. (laughs) Okay. He's like fondling Goofy a little bit. Okay, so let me read you this fact, and then I want to know which one you would rather do. You ready? Sure. Okay. I'm just reading this article. It started off as a joke between friends. That's like one of those things that like my friend and we I played do. gay chicken, and it was the first one to stop being gay, uh, loses, and now we're married. You realize, on him. You realize who you're sitting across Correct. from, right? Yeah, so it's just us. Well, that, but I've also never lost. I've never you lost know, a gay have chicken. Have you ever seen the, the meme, though, about that? Yeah. 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 But just so we're clear, I never lost. <laughs> Reitz has built up a collection of Disney souvenirs, including T-shirts, pins, and mugs. He has collected over 1,600 pins and traded them with people around the world, rewarding for his dedication to Disney. He got to sleep in the dream suite above Pirates of the Caribbean. After having gone over 2,000 times, Reitz said he continues to return to Disneyland for a simple reason, fun. There is no way you're having fun. Your thousandth day, are you having fun? (laughs) I hate people. This is the last place I would want to go for a thousand consecutive days. Can we just throw some respect on the fact that I never lost? That is very true. Okay, very so, true. so anyways. Now, let me sh- let me share you this fact. An American woman named Retta Rojas. You listening? Yeah. I need you here. I need you here. Listen, dude, I'm fascinated by this story. That I, this dude never I know, lost. but you're also going to be fascinated by this. Renita Rojas. And is, is, she's an American woman. She saved money for over 30 years, okay, to fund her trip to see the wreckage of the Titanic. So she sat, which, uh, I'm sorry, which sank in 1912, obviously, April 1912. She spent $250,000 for the trip to the bottom of the ocean to see the remains of the ship, which sank 110 years ago. So what would you rather do? Would you invest $250,000 to go to Disney, which is like three trips, or would you fly to some other state and then figure out, I mean, how do you, how does that work? I would rather go see the Titanic because I feel like no one outside of this chick has done it before. This dude is like, I went to Disneyland and everyone in the world is like, yeah, I could see that. No, I went for 2,000 consecutive days. Everyone's going to think you have a mental condition. Everyone thinks that this woman is just, like, rich and really into history. No one really thinks well of this guy. Okay. There's no way. I'm literally... Yeah, man, they were close. So you could... How far... Here's here's the question. How far is the Titanic from Halifax? I have no idea. That's the question. I want to know miles, because oh. how do you get to it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't fly to the middle middle of the Atlantic. Right. You have to take a boat. You have to. Yeah. Yo, what if it sank on the way to seeing the Titanic? You I'm spent sure 250000 and it stank? I'm sure that was a thought. Well, then at that point, who cares? You lost all your money and your life, so it's not oh like you just lost goodness. one. goodness. How far is the <laughs> Titanic, uh, Titanic from Halifax? Reitz and his friend were both unemployed at the time. Decided to use the annual passes they were received as gifts to go to Disneyland every day for 2012. It's so seven. he so he had annual passes. Well, yeah, you would have to. How long does seven it take years. to travel 
700 nautical miles. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's subjective, right? But, like, you would need an average speed. Uh, let's see. Nautical miles. What are you looking up? Annual pass for Disneyland. The cost? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely gone up since 2020. They're trying to recoup money. Yeah. So you'd have to look at, like, 19, 2019 rates. Honestly, it's not that bad. It's only $699 for mm-hmm. an annual pass to Disneyland. But you got to think, you get one cotton candy and your budget's all thrown off. Dippin' Dots. You're not buying Dippin' Dots every day. At 25 knots. 30, 32 hours? Okay, so she's it's a couple days to travel 700 nautical miles. Mm-hmm. So she she probably left from Halifax, and then which is just north of New York. Yeah. And um, so it was 700 miles off the coast when it sank. That sucks. That's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. It's, you know what? What's the nautical miles between the port and destination? Like from Ireland? Yeah. To New York? Yeah. Um, let's see. Cause I mean, what would you, would you see that? Would you take that risk and go into the bottom of the ocean to see the, the Titanic? If a gun was to my head and they said, listen, you have to go see Mickey for 2000 consecutive days or almost die and go see the Titanic. I would 1000% take the Titanic. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to see Mickey. Every- I would kill myself out of schizophrenia or something. If I had to go to Disneyland every day. But that's also me, though, um, a well-renowned Disneyland Disney hater. So that's just me. I don't know. What, what would you rather do? Titanic all day long. But yeah, I'm right? fascinated by the Titanic. I feel like there's more people that would be like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go there rather than, you know, let me go to Disneyland every day. Right. Out of 200... Plus, because the Titanic is eventually going to dissolve to nothing. So two hundred fifty thousand. All right. It's, so yeah, what do you got? It's it's two thousand eight hundred and twenty five <clears throat> miles was the total route that it, that the Titanic was supposed to take. They had seven hundred remaining, seven hundred nautical miles remaining when it sank on April fifteenth, nineteen twelve, at approximately like one three in the morning, something like that. Damn, dude, that sucks. That sucks, bro. And that woman spent $250,000 to go to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean to see a, a, a ship. And you know where we messed up? Man, I'm, I'm actually kind of mad about this, but we straight up didn't have time. So they were 30 per, they were 30% left on the way home. Yeah, there's 70% complete. That sucks. And we, we kind of we, we missed this opportunity. We missed two things, Cliff and Mordor, and we also missed the Titanic Museum in Belfast. Oh, yeah. We'll go back though, just for those two things, and we'll, then fl- yeah, fly home. I think I think if we had to redo this, if we got the chance to go back, we would probably stay another day because we were rushed. I would be willing to stay another day on our dime, just to do like some of that. Yeah. So I think that if we were to redo, or if we were had a do over, that's what I would do. That way we can see Cliffs of Mordor. We can go see some of the historic elements around Ireland. But again, we got connections over there now, so it's not like it's too far out. But if I truly felt that that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go there, I would be upset. But I, I know that we'll be back. So 250000 I'm still so fascinated by this. Yeah. $250,000. How many days did the guy go for? Two thousand nine hundred ninety-five, something like that. So that means that two hundred fifty thousand dollars spread out over almost three thousand days is eighty. Well, that's that's two different things. No, I know, I know, but okay. I'm just saying, like in comparison. Okay. So she said she saved for thirty years to get to that money, right? Yeah. So th- for him to make up two hundred fifty thousand dollars, that would be eighty-three dollars spent a day. That's easily done. At Disney? At Disney. Oh, God, yeah. Even if you have a season pass. Absolutely. Easily done. Yeah. That's, dude, that's a meal for you and your wife is 80 bucks, realistically. So if this dude did not go to Disney every day for 3,000 days, he would have been able to afford a trip to the Titanic 
23 years earlier than this poor woman who literally spent her whole life to do that. That's insane. That's wild. I would love to see the Titanic at the bottom of the ocean where all those pools are full. How do you think... It, it can't be a clear view. Like, what do you... How are you looking at it, though? Because down at the bottom of the ocean, it's not going to be like it's grease water and you can see the bottom of the ocean. I'm sure that it has to be crummy and gross and you probably can't see much um it's just the thought of being next to it would be cool but i don't know if you're really seeing it you're not seeing rose down there you know or jack because he died of course nerd it's fine room on the iceberg bro they did a 2022 expedition to the titanic all right really yeah when i don't know it said irish central um Oh, a U.S. company invites applicants for an expedition in 2022. The ship's remains could disappear by 2030, based on scientific estimates, due to rust-eating bacteria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is erosion. Oh, man, that's so sad. So they're trying to... Why haven't we tried to recover any of it? I mean, it's going to crumble. As soon as you pull it, it's Essentially, done. As soon as yeah. you touch it, it just, like, disintegrates. And they're trying to... I mean, it's a graveyard. Right. You know? So there's, like, there's that significance, too. 15, 17 died. I mean, it's a lot of people. But this is what it looks like. Damn, that's got to be wild, dude. Oh, absolutely. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. And what's crazy is it sank. Like, when it hit, it dug into the sand, and then it came down like that. So, right. like, the front of the boat hit first. So, the height of what you actually see, it's not all of it. Do you think... That thing was, like, 11 stories tall. Do ghosts also live underwater? Like, is that ship haunted underwater? I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe. That's a question for a medium. I only prefer rare. Are sunken ships haunted? Like, I just don't know if ghosts are like... Because they got water in their mouth, you know? There are haunted shipwrecks. Interesting. So, I... How deep down is the... Like, how long does it take... So, you got to go 700 miles, but how far down... How deep is the Titanic? And I can I can almost it's, guarantee oh, you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's 13,000 feet. When I seen that, like, I'm, I've am i literally been obsessed with the Titanic since the movies came out. 13,000 like, feet? I was like five. Yeah. Still got to watch it. But, yeah, it's 4,000 meters. All these useless facts about the Titanic are, like, slowly coming back to me now. So how long, how fast is a submarine to get down 13,000 feet? How long? It's got to be a couple days, right? Does it take... To get down to the Titanic, it takes about two and a half hours. A round trip dive, yeah, and a round trip dive lasts about eight to ten hours. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Damn, submarines can move. Can you go down to the Titanic? It wasn't discovered until eighty-five. And now, Ocean Gate Titanic survey expeditions making it possible for you to see the, the Titanic with your own eyes. Starting in 2021, you can descend to the wreck site in a state-of-the-art sub- submersible and explore the remains of the most famous ship in modern history. How much it'll cost you to visit the Titanic in 2021. You ready? Mm-hmm. If you want to explore the Titanic firsthand, planning ahead is key. It's about $125,000 for the entire trip, although the cost is arguably steep. What OceanGate's offering is an experience that has been impossible until now, and space will likely be very limited. Your adventure starts in St. John's, Newfoundland. You'll be trained and coached before and during the entire 10-day journey. <coughs> As a mission specialist, you'll have multiple opportunities to help crew members on board support the expedition and diver operations teams, and be a team member to all on board. The crew consists of mission specialists, content experts, pilots, and support crew, vessel crew, tech experts, film, and a doctor, all totaling about 50 or 60 people on board during the mission. What do you get for the price? You'll get your own private room. Nice. Dive support ships are built for comfort and efficiency, but they are also fairly spartan. Ocean Gate's Titanic survey expeditions focused on giving Titanic enthusiasts a meaningful personal interaction with the wreck, and the dive support ship will reflect that singular goal. 
you'll have all of your meals covered on the dive support ship as well as accommodation, gear, and ground transport in St. John's. Your airfares is not included in the price. That sucks. You'll be intensely briefed on how to support the mission, have a chance to chat one-on-one with Titanic experts and enthusiasts, and the highlight of the trip, dive down to the ship itself. It offers a cancellation credit that vary depending on the circumstances. What else will you see during a dive? Uh, let's see. You'll see a bunch of animals <laughs> that have never really been seen before. Um, has been repurposed. What? One of the most interesting aspects of the Titanic dive is how the wreck itself has been repurposed. Several different species have taken up residence in the wreck, transforming it into a deep-sea reef. In a way, it's a lovely <laughs> footnote to the Titanic story that life can flourish in her corridors and rooms once again. Can you imagine? You're on this, you're on this dive... And you're like, okay, this is the hallway. To the left is where the rich stayed. And then the bar cart would come up and down these hallways. Let's take a look at one of the rooms. And then you just see, like, some unidentified species just hanging on the headboard. I don't know if you see that anymore. It's been down there for way too long. Obviously. But, like, think about that, man. That's what I'm saying, ghosts. All right, so that's wild. So now a question for you. You have... You're you're a wealthy, a well-off individual. You have maybe a million dollars in the bank. Okay, hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically. Oh, I was gonna say right now you have not, about a million. Yeah. So. Could you imagine? <laughs> All right. We'll so, be sitting here. <clears throat> are, yeah, really. You have not an, an insane amount of money, but you have enough. Would you spend one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to go to the Titanic, or would you spend four hundred fifty thousand dollars to go to the to space and back? Oh, Titanic, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I go to the Titanic. I'm not about space, bro. No, why? Not like that. No. I feel like that puts you in a different perspective, though. Going out to space and looking back down on Earth. Well, of course it does. But I don't need that humbling experience. The <laughs> army gave me that humbling experience. I don't need to, you know. Thank you for your service. Yeah, of course. I don't. That, that <laughs> yeah, was that course. was that was a joke for Jamie. <laughs> I don't need to remember how small we are. I know that. Like, I'm I'm good. I want to go see something that I've been obsessed with my whole life. That's true. I've looked down than up. Nah, I mean, Do you think aliens are from outer space or down below in the water? What is happening right now? People, th- that has been a topic of conversation as of late. Oh, of course. And birds aren't real, right? <laughs> we don't know what, we talked about this before. We don't know what the water is. We have no idea what's in the water. A hundred percent. There's a. Uh, we also don't know what's in Bob Marley's hair. That's true. Until he deceased, maybe and then we looked at it. Maybe that's where aliens are, bro. I think they come from space, but that's because of how I was raised. That's just what you were taught. Aliens are from space. That's why we need space force. <laughs> I'm just. There was a dude on Joe Rogan where he was talking. He was a um, Navy pilot or something like that i don't know okay no air force he was air force and he was saying that there was like he has some run-ins with ufos and stuff like that so the whole ufo conversation started again and it's just it's fascinating to me that they could be they most likely are real we just haven't well they're real by definition of course what do you mean it's an unidentified flying object well, that's what I mean, though. I'm saying aliens, not UFOs. I'm sure, dude, there has to be. Everyone if, knows that. There has to be something foreign in the world. Well, in the galaxy. You know what I mean? There has to be. Now, let me ask you, or uh, let me tell you this. The guy that shot Bin Laden was recently on, on that podcast I was telling you about, and they were talking about how to get from A to B, from their fob to the compound to execute the mission. And... I think it was Obama. I'm going to paraphrase this story, but Obama basically asked the general, like, hey, what are we going to use to fly from A to B? It's a 90-minute flight. Like, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. And the general goes, well, there's some, you know, we can use Black Hawk Chinooks, uh, and then, you know, we can we can fly A to B. And then Obama was like, all right, we're technically going into a country we can't be in um, to execute this hit. And then the general goes, well, there is something else. Like, there's one other option. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he didn't even know what was going on. And that was the stealth Blackhawk that was actually used that was never used before. And 
that's why it's so insane. What, so what is the stealth Blackhawk versus the regular Blackhawk? Well, it's stealth. Well, but what, literally is it that. black. Well, yeah, it's still black. Its shape is different. Its propellers are different. Um, to like make less noise. Yeah, correct. And it's uh, the paneling is different on the sides to make it stealth, and then the technology inside of it is is stealth. And the pilots that were used, obviously they're one sixtieth, have never flown that aircraft before. And there were four pilots. They were the best pilots in the world. Like it's, it's how far ridiculous. was their how far was their landing zone from the compound? Yeah, the compound on it. So, so how do they not hear? So it can't be that stealth. It's a freaking helicopter. Stealth in regards to getting hit by SAMs, like surface-to-air missiles. I got gotcha, you. And not, gotcha, not being gotcha. picked up by any radar from the country. The people on the ground knew, like, heard I gotcha. it. I got you. But, yeah. And, I mean, the damn thing crashed because the compound true, walls yeah. weren't a chain-link fence. It was an actual hard wall, right. and then there wasn't enough lift, and the plane came down. Or the helicopter, you know, came down. And when they were talking about it, it's you should really watch a clip. It's actually it's not long. It's like twelve minutes talking about mm-hmm. the whole mission, and it was fascinating. They had sniper support. So the original okay, I'll start from the top. The original layout of how that mission was supposed to go down was one helicopter was going to land in the courtyard, or they were going to fast rope into the courtyard within the compound, and they had snipers on each side. The teams would go off. And then the snipers would go off, and then they would they would leave, and then the other helicopter was going to land on the roof, and they were going to fast rope or they were going to hover above the roof, fast rope onto the roof, and then they had their um, the dogs. Yeah, the dogs were in the courtyard. There was one dog, Kygo, I think its name was, or Cairo, and then the other assaulting element was going to go from the roof down because that's that's how operators hit. Mm-hmm. They go top down, not bottom up, and then they were going to meet in the middle. So they had all the intel from CIA, and she was like, do you want me to tell you, like, how I know this? And he's like, no, I don't care. Like, the, I need to know A, B, and C, and that's it. I'll figure out D, E, and F. Like, I trust you that you're smart enough to give me the right information. That's why you're here and we're having this conversation. I don't need the extra nonsense. What ended up happening was when that first helicopter came in, he didn't have enough lift. So in a split second, he he knew if he dropped the nose into the ground, the helicopter – it wasn't going to be able to um, be flown again, but nobody would die. So as he realized there was no more lift and he put over the radio, he's like, we're going down, we're going down. He uh, he basically, in a split second, then just buried the nose into the dirt. And then it the, the tail went up onto the top of the wall. And then they were like kinked. And then everything stopped and then he's like okay dismount and then they dismounted from there essentially mm. so then the second pilot seen that and said well if he doesn't have lift then i'm not going to either so then he rerouted how he how the infill was going there in a split second so then that whole thing changed so then the dog is doing laps around the compound for like security and the sniper was on the radio and he's like hey they know we're here they're trained. Um, they know we're here. We need to. We need to go differently. They just shot our helicopter down, and then the like the the chief or whatever, like the the senior guy on ground, the boss. He's like, no moron, or he's like, no dumbass. Um, we crashed, and he goes, that makes a hell of a lot more sense than what I just said. Roger that. So then, so, so from there, um, then they executed from the ground. And then worked their way up. And then that, you know, they did the whole thing with his son, mm-hmm. called his name um, <clears throat> in two different local languages to get him confused. And he's like, what? And then he peeked and then shot him and then went up. And then uh, they're trained, like I was telling you for the suicide vest, they're trained to shoot in the face because mm-hmm. then it's just, it's done. Yeah. And um, that way they can't click anything to actually initiate the, the vest. Yeah. So... Uh, then he went in the room, Bin Laden grabbed his wife or whatever, and then he shot him in the face and then, uh, shot him in the chest as he was going. He turned, uh, the operator turned Bin Laden's family away from him. And then as he was doing that, he reached down and then shot him again in the chest to ensure he was dead, got the family away. And then he like, then it clicked that he like did that. And then he's like, 
all right, and then froze for a moment, and then his team, his teammate came up, and he's just like, hey, like, yep, like, thank you, you're good, he's done, let's go. And then he, like, came right back, too, and then he's, like, on it. And he's, like, what do we do now? And he's, like, Intel Collect. Like, we've done this 150 times. Like, just go. And then he came right back, and he's, like, all right, sounds good. And then he was back in it. Then they they put his head back together, took the photo, because it split him mm-hmm. like a like a watermelon. And then, uh, and then that's the photo that's not released yet. And then they took other photos to confirm his ID, put him in a bag, and then he carried him. He carried his body out of the compound, and then that was it. But, but like as soon as they landed, like all bets were off. Like they were using C six instead of C four to blow up walls and doors. Um, they killed two dudes out in the courtyard. Like there was a quick little firefight once the first helicopter crashed, and then on the way out, once I had all the intel and everything. They blew the one that they blew the bird up, so there was nothing left. And then there was a kid or a guy, a military age male, on Twitter tweeting it live when they were leaving. Normal SOP is you shoot that person before you leave, so nothing gets leaked. Mm-hmm. But they weren't supposed to be there, so he sat there and he watched him, and he's like, and he came up and he's like, oh, I can't, I can't, like. Can you? You just killed Bin Laden. You just executed a raid, and you had the presence of mind not to kill him, which is the normal SOP, because you're not supposed to be in that country. Right. That's insane. Then he also said that his one teammate slept on the flight. There, slept on the flight. There, ninety minute flight. The dude's sleeping. He's like, you are cold, man. Like you got ice <laughs> in your veins because they they didn't know that it was Bin Laden until they were on the way there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Who do they think it was? They thought it was this other, um, like not, higher up and yeah, yeah, some other high up for Al Qaeda that they've been trying to get forever. Um, and then on the way there, they're just like, yeah, that like we're gonna go after OBJ, and they're just like, and they confirmed it because when they first got their OBO, br- not OBJ. I'm sorry, yeah, OBL. <laughs> I'm thinking about I'm thinking <laughs> oh, <OBO. that> <laughs> a little different. Um, OBL, a little bit. And when they initially got read in, they're just like, okay, there's there's a guy to place, and we're gonna go get him. And they're like, that's it? And I was like, there's a guy in a place. This is what the compound looks like. And then he was trying to deduce with his uh, superior. He's like, I think this is it. Like, I think we're going after bin Laden because it doesn't make sense for us to go to that country unless it's him. Like, it, something, something's off. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And why would all those people be at that brief? Because they had, like, all the White House uppers. And, like, it was just it, – something was different. And then he's like, okay, I think – I think this is it. I Why, think we're going to go do it. Is it normal procedure not to tell them who they're going after? Um, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was normal to hide it for that long. Sure. From what I gather, like I wasn't an operator, but from what I gather. Right. And then general, like when you get read in, generally you know who the target is then. And yeah. the fact that they hit it then and then didn't really tell them until I was just like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back, um, one of the dudes, he's like, who's from New York, like New York City, He uh, he's like, hey, who got him? And then he's like, well, shit, I, it was me. Like, I, 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 it was me. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
and then he uh he grabbed his trap and then he's just like on behalf of my family and everyone in new york like thank you and then walked away and he's just like fuck and then then it started to like click and he's like okay then he like he was an alias for a while never went on camera like it was a big because then of course it got you know yeah yeah whole thing went out but it was great and the night before it wasn't really the night before it was the night i mean i guess it was it was like 10 10 11 hours before the mission was being executed obama was at that ceremony mm-hmm. and they were making fun of the fact that we can't find bin laden oh yeah and obama's sitting there and he's just like stone cold face he's just like you're right and he like plays it off knowing that in 10 11 hours he's got dudes on ground killing him like that's there's a lot of things that he did that pissed me off but that's pretty savage yeah. That's wild to think about. Dude, I can't sleep the night before I got golf the next morning. Can you imagine <laughs> not like just being able to shut eye when you're going on the there, way there? Yeah. for ninety minutes? Yeah. And then wake up and you're like, Oh. Yeah, we're here. Uh, all right, all let's, right, let's go kill some dude. Yeah. We're here. All right, sounds good. Like let's just all right, live rounds. Like whatever. I like that's that's what's fast. I've slept on helicopters a lot. And then I've executed missions after sleeping. But it was training. Right. Like a a mission of that magnitude in a country you're not supposed to be in. And then just be like, nah, I got, I got 90 minutes. Because no, none of them thought they were going to live. They all accepted the fact that it was a suicide mission. He bought, um, the guy that, that killed Bin Laden, he bought sunglasses. He bought his kids and his wife gifts. Like, he like just he goes, I don't have the money right now, but Capital One does. So I'm buying the sunglasses. Yeah, right. And, like, he literally says that because he goes, it's, um, what's the what's the sunglasses brand that starts with a P? Pirelli's or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, it's, you know, I'm just going to buy them. And he had them in his pocket the whole mission. He just thought he was going to die. He goes, there's no way we're going to make it. Like, we're going to get shot down on the way in. There's no shot we're going to get there. Oh, so they didn't even think that they would no. execute the mission every, at all. every single person that was on that just accepted the fact that it was a suicide mission. All of them. So did we, now knowing, I don't know if you know this information, but now knowing that those stealth Blackhawks worked, did we build more of them? Uh, I, I mean, would assume so, right? I'm sure. There's renderings of what they look like online. But I'm sure, yeah. But I don't think there's a lot of them. I don't think there's a lot of them. There's yeah. kind of kind of going crazy. Yeah, going to that. Um, we were talking. Well, that podcast with the guy from the um, Air Force. He was saying about Joe was asking why there's not better pictures out there of these UFOs because everyone is saying that they caught them on radar. Everybody's saying this, that, and the other thing. How can we don't have good pictures of these UFOs? And the guy says something that I never thought of. He's like, we don't want to disclose the images of these UFOs because then now our enemies know how good our radar and satellite capabilities yep, are to exactly. capture pictures. I'm like, that makes so much sense. Oh, that's sick. The rear propellers basically encapsulated within the body, yeah. which is unique. That's wild. Otherwise, it's just on the tail. Like right. the tail is built into the body of the bird, yeah. which is crazy. Um, and then obviously it's cut different because this is a normal Blackhawk. Um. The top is the normal UH-60, and then the bottom is what was used. That's like a rendering sketch of it. Wow. So it's just, it's smaller, and then it's you know it's more agile. But yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. Absolutely crazy to think about. But also to that to his point, what he was talking about when we send, and I know this from deployment, when we send um, weapons to other countries, it's not exactly the same as what we use at all it's like the the dialed down version of it not the same technology it's the shell of it so it looks the same but it's not the exact same even tanks like there's our m1 abrams against china's version of an m1 abrams is different because of the the stuff that we just have that's classified that they can't get yet Mm -hmm. so it's it's like known, but it's known within DOD. It's not really known to, you know, everyday peeps. But, yeah, that's it's all kept under wraps, you know, for a reason. I wonder how much is kept under wraps, like just in general life. We're, we're hearing, like, all this stuff about China, Russia having such – well, not really Russia. Russia is, like, third world now. But China having all of this advanced, like, everything – I wonder how much we actually have that's like better than them, but we just can't say. I'm sure it's a lot because that's how it was with Russia. Right. We thought Russia was the closest peer to peer 
near threat. And even when I was in Ukraine in 2017, we quickly realized that it wasn't really going to be a fight. Like, not against Ukraine and Russia, but if we went toe-to-toe with right. Russia, I mean, the only thing that would kind of hurt us is, I guess, winter. And, like, okay, so we just don't... You just send people from Buffalo. They'll be fine. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's real, like... But when it came to technology, tactics, and funding, what Russia has is a really good air defense system. That's it. But if we're... If if it's actual, like, on the ground, like, it's... No. Like, we got them. They're, dude, they're pouring water into diesel engines to, like, keep them running. Like, it's... We'll be okay. But... That's why I miss Mattis. Remember, yeah. remember when Mattis came out and he's like, "There's a plan to take out Korea, North Korea, in like twelve hours." <laughs> yeah. Well, he, dude, the dude's just a savage. He's like, "I've spent my entire life reading books to take out the enemy." And it's just like, okay, so if if North Korea sends a missile, what do we do? He's like, "We shoot the missile down. It's got to reach its altitude. We knock it out, and then all of a sudden we're gonna have boom, 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 boom in these places, and then we're just gonna go boom, 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 and the whole peninsula is gonna be gone in less than twelve hours. Done. Easy." He's like, that's not hard. Next challenge. And then Uncle Donnie's just like, mad dog. And he's just sitting there and he's just like hyping him up. And then he's like, okay, well, what about Afghanistan? He's like, this is the best way to do this. You know, if you, then he would cite like Art of War and like all these different books mid-speech. And he's like, all you have to do is read page 16, paragraph three in the first four lines of this book by this author. And then you'll realize like that is exactly what we have to do because history told us that. And it's just like, oh, you're right. Like that actually does make sense if you if you role play that out, it does make sense. And it's like accurate with math. So is Ukraine joining NATO, do you think? Oh, that's a good question. I I hope they do. That'd be sweet. If That'd they be do such a big step, dude. But if they do, Russia will try to do something with nukes. Oh yeah, absolutely dude. And then World War Three will break out. Putin's insane. He's insane. And it's I don't even know if I don't the scary thing is I don't know if it will. You don't know if World War Three will break. out? I don't out. know if World War Three will break out. If if push actually came to shove and everything did hit the fan, I wonder who would respond and who wouldn't. I really do. So let's say I think we'd be neutral for a little bit again, like in World War Two, and then we get dragged in. Yeah, but I feel like we can't if Ukraine joins NATO. Because if Ukraine joins NATO and then Russia decides to nuke Ukraine, it's literally within the agreement that we jo- we kill. Yeah, everybody. it's Article Five. But you have to remember too. They can't have a conflicting border to join NATO. So until that's resolved, they can't join NATO. We need peace between Russia and Ukraine. Right. Russia's never going to allow that. Like, this is just an ongoing thing. Like, the invasion might end, right? Like, but they're still at war every day. So they physically can't join NATO. Correct. Because of the requirements to get in. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, so Ukraine is still fighting every single day. That makes sense. So you can't join NATO when you're literally at war just to get help. Correct. That, make, that makes sense. Correct. Is there like a, a a contract agreement where you have to be in for X amount of years? <laughs> I don't know how NATO works. Like, if you join NATO, you have to be in for 15 years. Like, can you just join NATO, have NATO kill Russia, and be like, all right, I'm out. See you guys later. Peace. I, I, I think assume a, that you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I we're gonna have to check. I don't know if it's if it's like a, a blood in blood out life thing. What are the terms of joining NATO? No, like is is uh, is NATO membership for life? I guess. Like, what do you call that? First beep. We're way past fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> um, NATO membership. For life. I'm actually fascinated by that, if it is or not. I feel like it is. You can't, I mean, why leave NATO? You know? It's not like, it's just an agreement between countries. Well, nations. You can rescind your membership, though. Weren't there threats of that? What is the membership criteria for NATO? Wasn't didn't Uncle Donnie threat leaving NATO? <laughs> Probably he threatened a lot. <laughs> I know that's true. I know he was talking. Oh, he definitely left the Paris Agreement. Yeah, he, de- he well because that was that was a joke. Are we, did we get back into that? We did, didn't we? Uh, I think Biden put us back into that after he I shut down the pipeline. I don't know if it's formal yet, though. 
Oh, did he just say it to make peace? I think that he, I think yeah, I think he said it because he's like, We're gonna get back in because Donnie got but I don't think that he actually did. I could be wrong. I'm gonna look at that once you look up the NATO thing. There's been a lot of Googling these last two episodes, but who cares? We're trying to we're trying to stay on track with actual facts. Did the US Oh, I think we did. I think we did rejoin the Paris Agreement. I think we did. On January twentieth, on his first day of office, he signed the instrument to bring the US back into the agreement. Yeah, it was almost immediate. So stupid. Damn, there's a lot of countries in NATO now. Oh, yeah, there's a ton. We formally rejoined the Paris Agreement on February 19th, 2021. So the second that he got in office. Yeah. I think it's it's for life. That's interesting. Maybe is that NATO program the first? The Paris Agreement is an absolute joke. It's literally just to make people feel better about words. Like, it's not. The the thing that was so stupid about that is you have this climate agreement for everybody to try to help the planet, but you have India and China on the board who are the most perpetrators of putting shit into the climate and ruining it for everybody in the first place. So how can you as an agreement, force every country or recommend that every country reduce their emissions by 2.5%, which the U.S. has done for years, tried to reduce it by 2.5%. But but then you have India and China, who are members of this, that are increasing it. Mm -hmm. And then we're just supposed to sit there and be like, yeah, we'll continue funding this. This works. That's such a joke. Yeah, I agree. Complete waste of time. So stupid. I can't find... I mean, it means well. Like, yes, we should recycle... I, I I don't know, man. Like, fossil fuels literally run everything. So that's such an uphill battle. I think that there's just not a, <clears throat> a good understanding of what actually constitutes or what is actually hurting our country because you have – or our world because you have pros and cons. Yeah. Like, sure, getting rid of fossil fuels in general would help. But there's no getting rid of this because you still have to make batteries for the electric cars that are making even more pollutants than the coal and fossil fuels did in the first place. Right. So there's just no... There's no good answer. Yeah. And the infrastructure can't handle everybody having electric cars. It just doesn't. And California already demonstrated that. Article 5 has only been invoked once, and that was yes. in response to the terrorist attack. Yes. Interesting. I don't know that it was only once. I can't find anything about, like... We'll just say it's for life. It's fine. We'll move on. It's okay. I don't want you to go down such a deep rabbit hole. Who's the latest to join? North Macedonia joined in 2020. Montenegro joined in 2017. And Croatia and Albania in 2009. Those were the most recent four membership additions. There you go. But I feel like if they nuke... Because it's not just going to be Ukraine that gets hit with this nuke if it does that's go why off. He, that's why he can't do it because he knows the fallout's going to be insane. And what do you gain? I mean, what do you what death. do you really gain? Yeah, right, death. like I like to take it over. Dude, he doesn't even have like a formal secession plan in place. Correct. So even if he does nuke and then we kill him because that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, oh, okay, the board is just going to remain the same because Putin's not in office and you guys don't have a leader now. So, thanks. And that's just going to be it. Do you think that there's ever going to be a chance when Putin dies that Russia becomes less hostile because of the next person in line? Or do you think it'll be like, and then they just take over where Putin left off? I think it depends on where the propaganda leaves off and, and what the, the people are told. It'll, it would be slow change. Because they're convinced that Ukraine's the enemy because of what they're hearing and seeing on their own media and the rhetoric being told to them by the government. They're not that locked down like North Korea is, though, are they? No, but they're they're nationalists. I mean, they have a lot of pride in the fact that they're Russian. And they're all, I mean, they're constantly hit with the same message, same message. So it's different. It's really different. I mean, it's that's why... That's why you would be really careful when you were in Lviv and in Kiev because in Lviv... Kiev. Speak all the uh, speak all the Ukrainian you want, all of it. They love it. They're totally fine with it. It's the norm. 
when you go to Kiev, you I mean, you speak more Russian. You just do because you're closer. But there's also a lot of people that are still they're they're nationalists that, you know, their their families, their parents are Russian. They live in Ukraine and they're I mean, that's that's just a, a way of the that's the way of it is over there. Like there's a blend of Ukrainian and Russians that live in the same country, which happens to be Ukraine, because, again, Ukraine used to be Russia. So depending on the city you're you're in, you have to speak a different language. It's it's different. It's really different. So I went to a restaurant outside of the embassy in Kiev and had to speak Russian when I ordered. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it was just part of it. So speaking of <clears throat> expanding territories, Hawaii was added as a state in 1959. Are Would you ever think that we're going to add another one? No. No. Never? No. In our entire – no. I don't think we're going to add another state. No. What about, like, some of the territories that we have? No. You you really don't think it's completely out of the question? No. Why? I just don't. Because 50 is a round number? That, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I just don't see, so many things would have to change. You really think we're going to change our flag? I mean, we did before. I Yeah, but I think this is it. I just, like, we're on a max. It is what it is. We, we have, we got what we want out of the territories from a government standpoint. Like, we got the control. You have, you know, that good back and forth. You have rights. Like, you're like you're protected by the U.S. Why did Hawaii ever become a state to begin with? So we can get to 50. Because <laughs> so, we're like 49. <laughs> an odd number. We can't do it. I don't know. Because it, when it became a state after Pearl Harbor? 1959. 1959. So what was it before? Just a territory? I think so. That's why I'm asking, like, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is kind of like that same thing. Did, did we say you're a state? Like, thanks for Pearl Harbor? Like, we like you, that... That basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. What was Hawaii before? And I'm not saying, like, thanks for Pearl Harbor. I mean, it was a travesty. I'm not saying it like that, but you know what I mean. It was a territory of the U.S. However, it has been a sovereign constitutional monarchy until 1893 when the last queen, Liliuikilaka Melikilikimaka, was deposed by the group of American sugar planters and missionaries with the support of the U.S. Marines. Who? So who owned Hawaii before... It became a state. Did the Queen of England? No. The, Lily. It was its U- own thing. Uokalani. Lily Uokalani. So, so they were it, islanders that became Americans. Who owned? You know what I mean? Like they were their Hawaii. own people on their own land. Until 1894, Hawaii was ruled by the king and queens. So, yeah, of Hawaii. That's wild, bro. That's like taking. That's like the Aztecs becoming Americans. That's pretty dope, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty sweet. It is, but that that also explains why they're so prideful. Yeah. Like The Rock and, you know. Is there any what's, other What's a friggin' quarterback's name? Tua Valoa? No, well, no. I mean him too, but the uh <laughs> Jesus. The uh the Falcons. It starts with an M. Mariota? Yeah, thank you. He plays is he for Hawaiian? Hawaii. I believe he is. Yeah, he went to University of Hawaii. Well, that doesn't mean you grew up there. Well, I mean, dude, if <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Mariota. Um, is there any other territory out there that wasn't just owned by something else before? What are all the U.S. territories? What was Guam owned by before? I think Guam was basically the same thing as Hawaii, wasn't it? Yeah, he's from uh, he's from Hawaii. He was born in Hawaii, and then he played for Hawaii, and now he's a pro. Guam was colonized by Spain. Oh, was it? Yeah. What are all the U.S. territories? Well, we got the Caribbeans, the Bahamas, Puerto Rico. Or is that not accurate? I think it is. What are the 16 U.S. territories? American Samoa, Guam, Northern Mariana Islands, Puerto Rico, United States Virgin Islands, and the minor outlying islands. Um, What is that conversation like? We go to the main group islands in the Virgin Islands, and then the people were like, well, what about them? What about them? And then we're just like, well, yeah, them too. Yeah, well, yeah, them too. Yeah. That's fascinating. Can you imagine, like, making that call? Imagine you and I are in the federal U.S. government talking to those people, and we're like, yeah, your territories now, and you just make that decision. Right. We got the Virgin Islands from Denmark. What over what tea? 
How do those conversations look? How is it? What, what do you? Hey, Denmark, I like this piece of land. Let's talk about this real estate transaction. <laughs> I'll meet you, and we'll talk about it. And then you sit there and pour we'll black the tea. <laughs> yeah, like what is going on? We bought it for twenty-five mil. Do we have military bases there at all? Are there any military bases within our territories? What? Why? What is the reasoning? You know what I mean? This is so funny. <laughs> I just don't. We'll take the Take the I just don't understand what is the purpose of this. Why can't people just live on their islands and just live their lives? Why did the U.S. government have to get involved? No idea. These are the questions we should have asked in school. Make the teachers really work for something. Yeah. Like, I understand the Liberty Bell is cracked, all right? But why did we link up with Denmark and say, hey, I'm going to take over this piece of property that you own, but now I'm going to own it? Dude, I feel like this is going to be... And for no what way, reason? There's no way I'm going to find this easy. Because we have military bases all over the place. Why did the U.S.? <laughs> we have one in Guam. Yeah, I but know is that. Guam, Guam is an actual U.S. territory. We have one in Guam. We have one in Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, and that's it. Okay. Why did the U.S. take over its territories? The territories gained by the U.S. through occupation were primarily small islands in the Pacific Ocean and the Caribbean Sea. The Guanos Act of 1856, which was designed to assist American farmers by making guano easier to mine for use as fertilizers authorized such occupations so we did it for work it's yeah we saw economic benefit i guess that makes sense i was thinking strategic like military operations so that we can get to different places faster but no it's all money yeah i mean that makes sense it's just for economic growth and stimulation for the economy that we now you know help run the world economy with that's so fascinating Dude, this is more fascinating to me that we overthrew the friggin' Hawaiian monarchy and we're like, this is ours now. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. I did not know that. We took over, <clears throat> we, we literally made legislation for guano. <laughs> guano. <laughs> what is this? Mm, bat droppings. <laughs> do, you know, do you know that movie? No. Oh my God. Ace Ventura, bro. I don't watch that. When Nature Calls? No. It's the second Ace Ventura. I don't watch it. Okay. Well, sad. I'm trying to find more. I don't know how many of our listeners know that. This is good info to push out on Saturday morning before 9 a.m. Dude, we're savages. You and I recording on a Saturday morning like this. You're right. I just want to know what other territories had a king and queen before. Why? Because that's fascinating that we just came in and we're just like, who's I don't know. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, we're... And that happened recently. That's imperialism, bro. But that's recent. Dude, like, that the, was like yesterday. The government doesn't stop working, man. So you don't ever think we're going to be like, yo, Toronto, you could be, you could benefit the U.S. more. Obviously not like that city, but you don't ever think like Niagara Falls, let's extend this a little bit? No, I think crime runs Niagara Falls. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. But not not the Canadian side. Canadian side is gorgeous. Correct. Yeah, and then we got the, the mob and, you know, drugs. That import-export. Let me ask Google this. Just Over 90% of Erie County's ODs come from the Niagara Falls port. Oh, yeah. It's a dumpster fire. That's a real stat, by the way, for those that don't know. Anyways. I just Googled, will there ever be a 51st state? The legislation was House Resolution 51 in honor D.C. potentially becoming the 51st state. Yeah, that that was the, the most recent talking point. Is D.C. going to become its own thing? Then it spiraled up north, and they're just like, we're going to separate New York from New York City. And New York City is going to become its own state. Remember that? Yeah. That was a couple months ago. Well, at this Puerto point. Puerto Rico like, is maintained as an unincorporated territory. We need to travel to these islands and start doing podcasts to learn their history and what's going on. 
and why? Will America add a new star to its flag? Because of D.C. So if D.C. becomes a state and we have 51, where's that star going now? That's what I'm saying. It's going to look terrible. It's going to look terrible. Do we just add New York City as its own just to make it an even number again? doesn't matter. It's 52 now. Well, it's yeah. going to look terrible on a flag. Let me just Do we just go to 60? Start making stuff? Have Los Angeles be its what own? Are, what are we, Great Britain? <laughs> We're just gonna keep taking over land. Yeah, we gotta we gotta make our flag symmetrical. <laughs> yeah, we see economic growth here. We like your soil. I don't know. I, I don't see it as being like impossible to happen. But I'm sure that there's so much like financial reasons not to. Like if you really take New York City off the plate, oh, like, man, we'd be so much better off. But would we though? Yeah. You know, Lewiston's power plant, like 80% of yeah. it goes to New York City. Keep it here. Let them fend for yourself. This is our waterfall. There, there's got to be some financial benefit, though, of being tied to New York City. Because New York probably has to have a lot of money coming in from the federal government. It all goes to New York City. But I bet there's some like reciprocal benefits of being tied to them from a state perspective. I have, I have no idea. I'm sure there is. There has to be. There has to be with same with DC with travel like can tourism. DC can DC really break away from what's it it's in Virginia right right now damn near yeah I mean what so here like, yeah, what is DC yeah, consider Virginia. from a state it's, it is it's Virginia, Virginia right? if you have because <clears throat> it's Arlington and Arlington's right outside of DC and it's Arlington Virginia. The District of Columbia has been separate from Maryland and Virginia for over 200 years. While D.C., Maryland, and Virginia work cooperatively on many regional issues, neither Maryland nor Virginia residents are interested in annexing the District of Columbia. So it's not an either. What yeah, state but, is D.C. But, technically in? Yeah, D.C. But, is not located in any of the U.S. 50 states. Yeah, but look at look at it on a map. I think it's right in between D.C. and Maryland, or Virginia and Maryland. It falls more into Virginia than anything. Depends on where you draw the line, bro. I mean, why what does it, my wrist hurt? Because you've been doing nothing but Googling. <laughs> yeah, literally, <laughs> the DC is so dumb. <laughs> We're just gonna draw a square around Washington. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> literally, there is a, a borderline. Like you, you won't be able to see it from there. But there's no joke a square around DC. Maryland is on one side. Virginia is on the other. It's literally right smack dab in the middle of it. This is so stupid. Why Why is that? What is this, the congressional drawings for the state to know where the parties fall? <laughs> yeah, right. This is so stupid. That's probably where it has to be, though, right? Or that's probably what it has to be. It has to have to do with money. Of course. Everything's based on money. Because D.C. Well, no one lives in D.C. Do you, can you actually live, buy a house in D.C.? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you can have a actual address be District of Columbia. Yeah. I mean, where else would you live? It's only like a two by two square. Not really, but are there's there actual? There's, a, there's apartments and stuff within DC. Absolutely. Residential homes in DC. Houses for sale in DC. The real rich live in Maryland. Right. Mm-hmm. The wealthiest neighborhood in the country is in Maryland. That's where Pelosi lives. Great. I try to go. Where there's sub-zero fridges talking about ice cream. Is there a more hateful person? Like, do you hate anybody in the world more than Nancy Pelosi? Hillary's up there. I think I hate Pelosi now more. Than Hillary Clinton? Yeah, because Hillary no, Clinton I'll never least... forget Benghazi. Well, okay, that's true. She can literally fall in a well, and I wouldn't feel bad. Oh, Jesus. I just went straight to death. Well, I'm not saying she died. I'm just saying she's stuck <laughs> in a well. <laughs> you know, those ever-popular, you fall in a well and survive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, that'd be fascinating for it to be like 52 states, but it'll never happen. Anyway, we're at an hour and 43. We're, we've gone an hour on this topic. That was the quickest hour I think we've done in a while. Yeah, that was real quick. Pretty cool. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed. 
if you are listening to us on the podcast platforms, go over to patreon.com slash Buffalo Hat Bear. You can sign up for $1 a month just to get the video version of this. It gets posted right to there, 8 o'clock every morning. Um, I, th- I, think I, I think I do want to change times that we post. I think it's 7 now. A lot of people listen to podcasts on their drive to and from work. And 8 o'clock, most everybody's at work already. Let's try it for a little this bit. This is a bigger conversation. <laughs> why? What do you mean, why? Why? <sighs> Nothing. We'll talk offline. Let's talk right now. Let's wrap what? it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Do you want to listen? I can't get my hands out now. <laughs> do you want to listen before, like, on your driving to work? Let us know in the comments down below or whatever. I don't know what the podcast platform I don't know if you can comment. On the podcast, platforms. you can't slide into our DMs on Instagram. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Do you do you listen on the drive to work, or would you like this a little earlier in the day? Maybe we'll put a post up on Instagram on the IG because we don't really do it that much. We gotta start doing more stories. All right. Anyway, if you drink anything while listening to this podcast, please remember to always drink responsibly. Be a good person. Hey, Michael. Do not litter. We're out. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.